What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm here to get you prepared on how to handle being attacked. Attacked as a business owner because we have a wave of socialists who believe they have a right to your life. And your life is not just your body and your blood and all that stuff. It's the products of your labor. It's the products of your mind. Um, It is everything that you do and love and enjoy and want to keep for yourself. This problem is only getting worse. It's going to get acceleratingly worse in the in the near future in my opinion and i'm going to give you the steel man moral case so you can live without guilt because if these people can get you to feel guilty then your resources will flow to them guilt is usually a mechanism used by manipulative people to get resources from you i want to think about i want you to think about all the times that you hear people talking about guilt on the news on the internet they usually say blank guilt Insert whatever you want in that blank, whatever they put in that blank, that's the group that they're attacking, and those are the resources of the people that they want to take from. So if they can get the blank group of people to feel guilty, then you will give them resources. And this is a very successful tactic that has turned people into um, selfless people. Selfless people is not a it's not a good moral adjective. It's um the people who just give up the products of their labor and give up their time, give up their resources, give up their money, and a whole bunch of other stuff because they feel guilty. They've been propagandized to feel guilty about XYZ issue or ABC thingy. And since they feel guilty, they give up their resources. But before we get into all that and how you can prevent yourself from feeling guilty, I want to talk about how people gain resources in the absence of guilt and coercion and force and guns and all that stuff. So, the first thing that we have to establish or talk about is the perceptive abilities, abilities of animals and humans. We have the five senses. We use these to navigate the environment. And at the animals, the animals have stop limit of knowledge stop right there. They only have their uh, senses. They use that to escape, to procreate, to find shelter. And that's pretty much it. Now, for us, we don't even know how to use those abilities to find natural shelter and all that stuff, we have to use concepts in our minds that we create by our own volition through thinking and choosing values, and then using those to create tools that create the means of our survival, food, shelter, all that cool stuff. And these days, we have all that stuff, and it seems in abundance. So as a means of our survival, I'm also lumping in all of the things that we want and enjoy in the modern life. Like, I have a monitor that I'm looking at. It's a very nice monitor. Um, It's not required for my survival, but it's a value that I have. And that I went out and pursued. So I'm also going to lump everything that we want and want to have in our possession in our means of survival thing. Next up, we have to talk about the nature of property. Now, your body is the obvious property of yours. Um, Nobody has a body that is shared with anybody else. My body is separate from yours. Everybody is a separate entity. Um, Unless you're a conjoined twin or a conjoined triplet. Which is not likely the case. And even if that was the case, you definitely wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And you probably... um, Yeah, I I don't want to get into that anymore. But also, which is less obvious to a lot of people, your property is the effects of your body. The actions that that you take. If I hit you, I own that result. If I crash my car, I own that result. If I decide to build a house, that's my result. That's my property. Um, if I build a house, that's my property. If I build a car, that's my property. 
So you own the action and you own the effects of the action. Even if the effects that you got from the action isn't exactly what you intended. Let's say I punched you in the face, but I wanted to heal your face. You had a scar and I thought that punching your face was going to heal the scar. Now my intention was to heal the scar, but I didn't heal the scar. And now your face is even more scarred that I hit you in the face. I own the effect of my actions. Therefore, the damage to your property is a result of the actions that I take and I owe you restitution. And that's also a violation of your rights. Maybe that was a bad example. Let me think of another example. Ah, I got a good one. A car recall. The manufacturer of a car, they usually have uh, recalls with the first few cars because they found something that they overlooked through testing and all that good stuff. And they have to own the effects of their actions. They own the car. Well, it's transferred to you, but they own the effects of the car of not functioning like it's supposed to function. And therefore, they owe you restitution, which is why they will pay for your car to get fixed if they have a recall. All right, cool. So let's move on from that. You have the effects of your body and they have the effects of your mind, which is the ideas that you have. I have ideas. They were self-generated. I own those ideas. We all understand this through intellectual property rights and the fact that you cannot steal anybody's music. You can't steal anybody's videos. You can't steal anybody's podcast and call them your own without giving credit to the author. And next up, the property that you own is the labor that you provide or do and its effects, which I already kind of touched on in the last example. So I won't stay too long on there. Uh, You have a job and your job produces effects, which are hopefully profitable to the company. And from those profits, you get a, a salary. I go out into the woods as a kid. I build a fort out of sticks. That fort is mine. I draw a, p- a picture on a paper. It's mine. I-, I think you get the point by now. I think we're ready to move on. Next up, I wanted to talk about the short-circuiting of the mind of the masses. And there's pretty much a whole bunch of false beliefs that people have that we are going to debunk in turn. So the first one that I wanted to get across is that people believe that there are, are unlimited resources, that everything is in abundance, and that you have a whole bunch and you owe them a piece of it. And they don't usually say you. They have this um, idea that the government has unlimited resources and that the government is capable of giving everybody what they need. But the result of that is that they have to go and find individual people to take property from. But of course, they don't make that projection or that connection at the beginning. And the reason this is, is because of government printing. We print money. We've inflated the currency. We've lost 95% of the value of the currency since its inception. And when you have debt, you get this consumed before you produce. It reverses cause and effect. Now, debt in and of itself is not a bad thing. You start, you use debt to go start a business, and the business hopefully turns a profit so you can pay down the debt. But what we're doing, what the government is doing specifically, is printing money without having the backing labor to pay for it in the future, which is why taxes has to keep going up. And there's a lot of things that the government does that make it appear that they have unlimited resources. As a prime example, during the COVID lockdowns, when they started to give people, was it 600 bucks a week to stay home? Now, for a lot of people, they ain't going to make more than that in their lifetime uh, because they don't have any skills. They don't have skills that are worth more than 600 bucks. And that money wasn't even taxed. I think it was more than 600 bucks. 600, 1200, 2400. No, it was more than 600. I think it was 1200 a week. It was some crazy number. Uh, a number that most people would never make on their own in the free market. And then people are looking on the news. Uh, uh, 2008 financial crisis. These banks are failing because they gave out subprime mortgages to people who couldn't afford the mortgages uh, on teaser rates that exploded up to a point where the people couldn't afford the houses anymore. 
and foreclosures and all that good stuff, or all that bad stuff. And they saw the government bail these big um, banks out. Too big to fail, though. That's what they said. These banks are too big to fail, and we'll give them billions and billions and billions and millions and billions and billions of dollars <laughs> to keep them afloat. And it looks like, to the person who doesn't know anything about economics or printing money or all that good stuff, that there are no negative consequences to doing that. So if they're going to do that for COVID, and they're going to do that bailing out big businesses and bailing out banks and all this crazy stuff, then they should give me money, right? And that makes logical sense if you don't understand the economics and the money printing and all that stuff. But even printed money is not free. It's not free because we have inflation. You have to decrease the value of the currency or you have to have more labor in the future. Or you have to raise taxes in the future. That's how it gets paid for every single time. Or if none of those will happen, that means the country has to collapse and you have to replace the currency. And the next big giant belief that the vast majority of people have, which is utterly false, is that government is a force for good. Now, uh, I think more and more people are realizing that it is not. If you just turn on the news, you'll see a whole bunch of terrible stuff that the government is doing. But when they're not thinking about war and geopolitics, people think government is actually good for some reason. And that some reason is very obvious to me, and it's because of public school and private school, because there is no such thing as a private school. You pay money to learn the exact same bull crap that you're never going to learn, or I mean, that you're never going to use, that you forget. People forget 90% or 95% of the stuff they learn uh, in school or don't use. And the main lesson of a school system, which has a monopoly on all schooling, besides homeschooling, is that you need the government, that the government is forced for good, that government solves problems, and is here to help, and never does any wrong, that they're always the good guys, and that you can depend on them for your needs and your wants. Just think about it. Think about the history that you've read in school. I don't remember the vast majority of it, but I guarantee you, you've never read in the, in the textbook an admission from the government that they were wrong about something, or that they could have taken this step in the right direction, or this was a wrong decision because X, Y, Z. It's always like, hey, we're the good guys, and we attack these bad guys, and we won. And then the next story is the same story over and over again. The government, which is the good guy in all the stories, always wins. Isn't that crazy? Like, you would think the bad guy would win at least once, right? <laughs> you would think the bad guys would win at least once. But that's not the case in history books or in anything that is taught in the government school system. And that leads me to the questions that people... 99% of people will never ask about themselves, about the education system, about their government. Like, if you had a monopoly on education, what incentive do you have to tell the truth about anything? Outside of the obvious stuff, like, one plus one is two, and here's how to read, and all that stuff. Why would you tell the truth? Especially in history. Why would you admit your fault if you don't have any repercussions for your actions? The answer is, no. Why would they tell the truth? <laughs> Why would you tell the truth if you had a monopoly over somebody? Why would I admit fault if I don't get any negative consequences for doing so? And in fact, I get positive reinforcement for not doing so. And then the next question that people, that 99% of people never ask themselves or about the government is that if power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, then why give a group of people subject to the same tendency of having power corrupt them power? Imagine if somebody came to you and said, Humans have a tendency to abuse power. But hey, these group of people, they don't have a tendency to abuse power. So we're going to give them power. <laughs> That's what people are doing in their minds, man. It is wild. And the next um, big lie, big belief 
that needs to be broken is the is the belief in the least violence fallacy, which states that, well, this is not an official theory, it's just a theory of mine. People believe that without taxation and theft from the government that we'll experience more violence. And people use that to say, you know that phrase, uh, taxes are the price of living in a civilized society. You know that phrase? That's where this justification comes from. They believe that the government was not there, and they're doing a good job of telling the people that it would be violence everywhere if um, there wasn't government due to like the Wild West propaganda stuff, which, if you actually look into it, was not very wild at all. But that's what people think about when they think uh, no government intervention. And, of course, these people don't cross-check their beliefs. Like, why would somebody who has complete control over my education tell me the truth about the Wild West? Uh, no. They don't have the incentive to, and they actually benefit from lying to you about that historical event, which will have you believe that you cannot exist in a less safe society or exist in a society without taxation and theft from the government. Because if you don't, you'll end up in the Wild West. You see how these two beliefs serve each other? And there is another connection, a deeper connection that I wanted to express. And maybe you might get offended about this if you're one of these people. Uh, and what I believe the, the least violence fallacy is, is the internalization of the least violence fallacy from their parents. So what happens with the vast majority of parents, they beat and they yell at their children, etc., etc. And their justification for doing that to their children is that, hey, if I don't beat you, if I don't yell at you, if I don't abuse you, then you're going to experience even more violence in the future. So it's their justification for trying to, quote, harden them against the wild, wild west of the modern world. And as a kid, if you can't get out, you can't question because that is a very dangerous thing to do. So you internalize the standard called, hey, I need to get beat now so I don't get beat every single day in the future. And this is a good reason why child abuse would be allowed because it would serve the interests of the powerful because they would do the same thing. They'll say, hey, we need to take this from you and this from you and this from you. Because if you don't, it'll just be the Wild West out there and everything will be taken from you and everybody will be a predator and you'll never have rest. You'll never have security. You'll never have peace. So we need to steal from you now and uh, you won't get stolen from as much in the future. And that's how you search short circuit the mind of the masses, man. And that's why, that's these are the justifications for why people will believe they have the right to attack you and to take the things away from you that they want to take away. And this is a growing problem, and it's, uh, it's getting worse out there, man. It's getting worse. Um, maybe this made sense to you. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it provoked you some. Hey, let me know, man. Find me <laughs> and give me death, death threats if you want to give me death threats. But, man, this turned into a philosophy podcast real quick. But that's all I have to say. That's how you armor yourself against the guilt. Because that thing gets you to feel guilty, and you will get it. You will give up your resources and give up your life and give up all you value to appease these people. And with that, I'll see you in the next one and peace out.